podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to the Gags Tandon show today, um, covering for Nina, who's away for a week or so. Uh, but yes, while she is away, I'll be doing the post-match. And today I am joined by two of my buddies who I haven't spoke to on a pod. Well, actually, I speak to Cam all the time, but I haven't spoke to the second one. And I'll introduce him first, Mr. Kev Hegarty. Kev, how are you doing? Hey, Gags, it's been quite a while since I've been on any pod, let alone I know, this one. But it's so nice to hear your voice. And Gags Tannen show. Thank you for joining us as well. <laughs> really appreciate it. And also my brother's here with me as well, because obviously if I'm in a pod, I'm dragging him with me. So if it goes to shit, I can blame him. Cam, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> well, it's a guaranteed then, isn't it? It's a <laughs> now that I'm here. Hey, it's great to be on a pod with Kev. It's been a long time, Kev. It's been a very, long, very long time. time man. Yeah. We've picked, we've picked an absolutely brilliant game to 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 talk about. But there's there's a positives and negatives to it. Um, because you know a lot's happened. A lot's happened in this game, and I'm trying to just get Nick Turner here to call in because it'll it'll definitely fill with the first question he wants to. Ask, but maybe he doesn't because I think he says in our Discord chat. And if you're not in our Discord, you should be. It's amphoredindex.com forward slash Discord. There's a free area as well. If you're a subscriber, you get to listen to this live too. But he's saying Nick Turner, who normally calls in on uh, Nina's show, feel too gutted uh, about Harvey to call in. So, you know what? Let's get that out of the way first and foremost because I think it's, it's, let's start with the, the horrific part first. Because honestly, this gave me shades of Van Dyke. You know, like you know, like the not not the injury. Obviously, it's completely different. But the the the, the heavy feeling when you see what's going on in that pitch, the heavy feeling in your heart, like you're like, oh god, no. And obviously, this kid, 18 years old. We've just last night we were feeling really proud about another 18 year old who, who's won the U.S. Open. You know, Raducanu, and now. You know, just less than 24 hours on, we're gutted about, you know, uh, an 18-year-old who's, who's you know, really suffered a poor injury. And I would, I'd like to speak to both of you about him because up until then, he was he was having a great game. I don't think it was a malicious challenge. I don't think it was, but it was a, it was a poor challenge, obviously. But I don't think he meant to hurt him. It's just one of those things now where, Cam, the leniency in the game's gone. So people, I think, are just going to dive in. Yeah, I think that's the the key point there, Gags, is the leniency part. I mean, um, the rules have changed uh, slightly this uh, this season, and um, I, I, again, like you, I I didn't think it was a malicious challenge when I first saw it. 
Um, I mean, I didn't, I just felt, yes, he may have come in from, he was from behind and from the side, sort of. But it didn't. He he. I think he made a genuine attempt for the ball. I don't think that. He, why why would he go in maliciously? There was. It wasn't that type of game where there was nasty challenges flying around or anything like that. It was just a great game of football uh, up to that point. And um, you know, two teams playing very open, blary football that you want to see. You know, and uh, he, he just got the challenge completely wrong. I mean, I, I I'm not going to go back and look at the challenge, so I can't really talk too much about the challenge itself. Um, but. No, I think everyone that, we saw, everyone what, who was neutral said, you know, didn't think they didn't think it was a red. Um, yeah, and I, think I, I didn't go back and watch it to be. I didn't I go didn't back go and watch it. it. No, I no, don't want to watch it. I, I mean, don't. I mean, I'm going to take Gary Neville's word for this. He goes, it was given a a, a red because of the injury, and you can well, say fair that's enough. interesting. That's interesting that's that, fair, that Gary. That's that's, well, I mean, that's interesting that Gary that. said that, but he, Gary, Gary said that, but the referees yeah. have confirmed that yeah. he was giving a red before. So what they checked, what they were checking was that what VAR were checking was whether the red decision was right or not. Okay, I mean that's what the, that's what they've come yeah, out with. That I mean, was on the Sky Sports well, well, uh, feed, yeah, which is I weird. Mean, yeah, because he let the game go on. Why would he give a red after? That logic he, is out the window, right? What do you mean he let the game go on? Sorry. He didn't stop the game, did he? He only stopped the game because Mo Salah was screaming. Oh, he only stopped the game because of the injury. I, yeah, I, I yeah, see yeah. What you're saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. The game so the, carried on. Because Mo again, was like, "You, what are you doing? This is disgusting!" Yeah. And and Elliot was screaming. You go screaming. back and give a red card. You go yeah, back and give a yellow. You can go you back know, and that's... give a red, but that's my point. Because when you look at the challenge in real time, you don't see it as a bad challenge. You see, because he, the way he comes away with the ball, I, I didn't, I didn't notice that bad challenge. I'm, I'm sure it was because obviously of the injury, but I didn't see that bad challenge because, you know, it, it was so quick. Sometimes you don't see the bad challenge, and, and it, it, it was obviously a really bad challenge. You, you could see how angry Klopp was. He was livid. He was absolutely livid. It was right in front of him. So he had a perfect view of it. I don't know where, what Pawson's position was at the time of the challenge. You know, we, 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 uh, I just don't want to see it. I don't, it doesn't matter now. The bottom line is the poor kid who's been a sensational these first four games for us in in the games he's played for us. He and he, we had such high hopes for him this season of playing two and a half thousand, three thousand minutes. You know, he got in ahead ahead today of the captain of the club. That's how much faith the manager had in him. He got in ahead of the captain of the club who's just signed a new contract for the club. That's huge. In a huge game against Leeds away, you know, we, we, everybody's going on about the atmosphere at Leeds, Ellen Road. It's, you know, it's voracious, it's frightening, it's, you know, it's, it's intimidating. It's everything you want a, a football ground to be. And he's playing an 18-year-old head of being, you know, an England international. And, and he handled it brilliantly, and he handled by the it way. Brilliantly, because this week, him and Mo and Trent, they were a joy. They were an absolute joy. You just, know, to, just to say, it's literally the similar time to what happened last year with BBD because of the um, 
because of the, the timing. I think it was third or fourth game of the season with Everton as well. And we started a bit later last year in September, I think, because of COVID stuff. So we went into October. But it was that time where this injury happened. Um, I don't think it would affect the squad like it did with the VVD one. But there will be some effects, and we'll, we'll go on to talk about that in a sec, Cam. But Kev, your thoughts quickly before we move on um, with this. It, you know, yeah. I mean, I've just read out to you what size put on Twitter. Um, when worrying about Harvey, remember Andre Gomez's injury. It's not necessarily a season ender. So that is something positive from from Sai on that. Um, you know, when you do have a break. And uh, I mean, so many people have their say on on you know being visual, being being uh, online doctors, obviously, and mm-hmm. and uh, injury experts that they are saying it's compound transverse fracture, this oh and that God. fracture, um, you know, and it, they're just they're just saying uh, you know it's a dislocated ankle as well as a fracture Tyrone who's in our chat. Um, it's both, you know, it's it's um, apparently it's both. There was there was, you know, there were people were saying, and I think I saw it too that the bone was coming out. So it is a bad one. It is a bad sure. one. So, uh, but I mean, that happened, with, that Gags, happened with Gomez as well, right? So I'm yeah, just trying to be the slap he with didn't the take oxygen. Side. I was going to say he didn't need oxygen, and he was applauding as he went off. Well, he's a he must be a strong, strong kid. He didn't go into shock in it. He that's didn't go into shock. So normally, if you go into shock, the only shock, positive I can take out yeah. of that. Yeah, it it means that they handled it really quickly and well. I think yes. I remember as soon as he got on. The physio, the first thing someone did was clasp his foot, to, his leg together, like a, you know, like when you press it together to put it in place. Back in I was just place, like, yeah. oh my god! Oh, but geez. anyway, I don't no. want to, I don't want to make those that feel queasy talking about these things feel queasy and listen. But, but Kev, certainly something positive from Sai there. Let's hope that's the truth. And obviously, again, we are just speculating. It's probably best to wait till what comes out official. But then we can't even trust that from LFC nowadays, can we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw it, actually saw it from across the room. So seeing it real time, it didn't look, and I haven't gone back to see it again. Cause why would you? But um, it didn't look that bad. It looked like it was a foul to me, but it was Mo's reaction that I went, oh no, in my head, like yeah. something's terrible here. Um, yeah, and it just, it's horrible because that kid, he's way too good for the championship and it should have been his you know jump up season and it's just a terrible... Terrible timing, and he's played brilliantly recently. And to have that option and rotation, um, you know, come through the club is uh, is really great. You know, with, between him and Curtis, and and you know, kids like Trent who grow up to become the starters. But yeah, it's it's bad news. Hopefully, it's it's not as bad as as some are saying it is, and um, his layoff isn't so bad, and the road to recovery is is going to be difficult. But he can handle it, and he comes back you know firing again um and there's not much not much more to say after that um i just wanted to also state that we need to call it out and it's not all leeds fans but there was a selection of leeds fans singing victim right. songs at um an 18 year old kid that was that just broke his leg and i know you know every fan base has it our fan base has it as well you know but um you know that that's just disgusting guys absolutely disgusting have a look at yourselves you you morons you know so i mean yeah terrible but the issue sorry the the issue i was gonna say um the issue with how they refed this game and it's kind of actually does beckon back to the everton match with with uh, vvd and tiago as well um is like klopp took pelters in the beginning of the season for talking about stuff like this like 
yeah, you can interpret the rules that way, but people are going to get hurt. And now here we are when you allow things to play on. So now we've heard that, or we heard from the pundits that it was the, the, the VAR that gave the red. And then they said, no, actually, he was going to give a red anyway. VAR was just checking if it was correct. And as you said, you don't, you don't give a red after the fact. You don't let the game play and then go back and give a red card. That's not how it's done. So we know they're full of shit. Um, and if they just stuck to the rules, maybe some of this stuff won't happen. Um, but here we are. Absolutely. Um, okay. Really, from everyone at Anfield Index, the guests on the show, people listening, everyone, we want to wish Javier the fastest recovery possible. We absolutely love him. An absolute star in the making. Let's hope that this isn't um, the most serious injury ever, but it's going to take some while and uh, to, to recover from. And I hope, I hope it's a really fast recovery and he loses nothing and, and that's all that we can hope for for him really 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 want him to recover fast and it was so good to see him put something on instagram straight away stating thank you for the messages guys wrote to recovery with a heart and you never walk alone and surely um harvey you will never walk alone we are going to be right there waiting for you to come back and supporting you even more when you're back so yes now that we got that out of the way we will go on to the game um we'll stick with you kev what an absolute start what a, we were what a brilliant end-to-end <laughs> unbelievable game yeah, jesus christ wild talk about i mean to be honest they didn't do much in the beginning but it felt like a basketball game like we were just everybody sprinting around back and forth and and we were dominant and unfortunate not to have scored three or four in the first 20 30 minutes it was it was absolutely nuts um I don't know what you thought about it, but I was like, this is going to be good. And then we only scored one in the beginning. And I was like, oh, okay, let's not have one of those, please, boys. Um, but yeah, we were really good. Everybody was good across the pitch, um, you know, back to front. I think the team was really balanced. I think Fab and Tiago in the middle just dominates teams that's, like this. That's especially. the question that one person asked earlier in the chat. Um, I think it was the first person. I can't, I can't go back. Um, oh, there it is. Accra, did you feel... The, that we had better balance this week. We were so lop- lopsided last time against Chelsea, uh, Kev. What would you say to that? <laughs> Sorry, what was that one? I was reading something in it, the chat. It was basically uh, Accra saying, you know, did you feel we had better balance this week? We were so lopsided last time against Chelsea. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I'm not Henderson bashing here, but the left side of midfield is not really his forte. Um, and I think we weren't as balanced. And I think today... Um, no, and, and let's... Absolutely, and let's just say when Hendo came on, he was superb. <laughs> I thought, we, yeah, he looked great. Yeah, absolutely, was... in a yeah, in a position that he likes to play in a game that he's good at, and you know, and he he looked great. His passing was immense. Um, but yeah, against Chelsea, just it felt lopsided, like you said, and and today it just Fab was excellent, and Tiago's like I think it was you, Gags, who said Tiago's like a cheat code. Um, <laughs> when you have him on the pitch, um, and Harvey filled in the other spot and and did really really well uh, on the right. So um, and even when we change it, as you said, we still look good. So in midfield today, we were pretty superb. Cam Mo Salah, um, bloody hell, just started the game on fire, didn't he? This one, <laughs> we're going to come back to talking about Fab and Thiago uh, a little bit later, but um, Mo Salah is on is is just another level. Um, he had the freedom of the pitch today, along with Mane, um, in the first 35, 40 minutes even. Um, the Leeds defence midfield, they, they just allowed them too much space and they 
they fully exploited it. And um, they're world-class players. And that's what you expect world-class players to do. Well, Mo Salah is certainly a world-class player. Uh, Sadio Mane is an excellent player. Um, you know, yeah, I might be controversial for some, but that's the way I feel on that one. And uh, I thought they both started the game. You know, the, like the I, I know that in the end, the, the everyone was getting frustrated, really frustrated with Mane because of how many shots he had. He had ten. He had more than Leeds himself, yeah. which is fucking unbelievable. But my Ten's point is, yeah. yeah so, so my point is, but the first half. The first, especially the first thirty-five minutes or so, bloody hell! Them two linking up and and just they were causing these so much trouble. Cam, so much trouble. They were, they were. I mean, but saying that as well, um, who was it? Who had the shot in the shot in the first five minutes? Was it Rodrigo? Was it Rodrigo? Yes, yes. I think and he hit it straight at Allison. Yeah, it was. Terrible. And he had the whole goal, the whole of Allison's right to aim at, and he should have just killed it in, and you know, different ball game completely. You know. That little bit of composure he needed at that moment. Um, and I felt there were times where our centre-back pairings were, were, were too open. And Banford was, was excellent in finding little pockets of space between them and looking to exploit that space and, you know, a better ball, a better touch and who knows. And I felt I, and that was quite a few times throughout the game. So that was a little bit concerning for me at times that, you know, we, we seem to be a little exposed there, you know. And it's mad, isn't it? We played four games, we've only conceded one goal. Um, and yet, this game, because it was so open for both teams, our quality throughout the team just shone through today. It, it, was, it was fabulous to watch. It was like every other minute I just kept going, oh, why haven't you scored, you know? <laughs> you know, it just felt like... Every two, three minutes, that was the case, you know. Um, and it's, it, I, I, I was just thinking, just before we scored the second goal, it, that came from the corner, we'd missed a glorious chance, hadn't we? Where oh Sadio had been tackled and then Mo had it just taken off his foot for the corner. I was like, and I just thought at that moment, we're going to regret not getting this second goal if we don't get well, it like you know what going back to the, you know going back to the first half where there was a there was everybody called it was a sitter for money that he should have tapped in but if you watch it back it was behind him yeah it was way behind him. behind him and also yeah. i think the keeper got a touch it would have been in front of him so jota's pass would have been fine for the time i think it was the keeper or someone got a touch where it just basically um it just deflected it behind him and and he was running at pace in because he was expecting it in front as well so when he's, he's mid-air trying to shoot, there's no way you score those. So I think people are trying to go over the top with the Mane hate. I think because there's there's a last year of underperformance from Sadio, that becomes projected then onto him even more and more and more. What he was, he was, he was wasteful today for sure, for sure. But at least he got one in the end. <laughs> yeah, his general gameplay was good though. Like he yeah, last he season, he was having crap games as well as not yeah. scoring. And today he was. I thought he was actually pretty good. Um, and he finally got the goal in the end. But yeah, his finishing is quite quite frustrating. Um, but yeah, he was uh, he was quite good today. And Mo had uh, what is that guy's name? Furpo is that his name? Just eating him alive all match. <laughs> that guy was shitting himself every time Mo had the ball. Yeah, it was fun to watch, especially in the beginning. Absolutely. I, th I, I think um, 
the basketball game suits us, and it's been a long time since something like this happened. Remember when we um, remember back in 2017-18, this was the type of game people would want to play with us, and it's so exciting and it's so much fun to watch when these type of games happen. And we should just accept it. A lot of people were worried about, like I think Cam said it as well there, the defense and stuff like that in this game. But you know, when it is an end-to-end game. There's going to be gaps and there's going to be, if anyone miss, makes a mistake, and you know what? Elliot lost the ball a couple of times in midfield. You know, Mane or Jota lost the ball when they were coming Thiago dropping deep. Well. You know, Thiago, you know, there's also, there's, there's times where you lose the ball and that's, that's going to leave some space. So I don't think you blame that always on, on your defence. When there's, when there's gaps and stuff, you have to look at what's going on before that and how we lost the ball in what, especially if the fullbacks have pushed on at that time. Then you're going to look, you're going to look um, out of place. It's all about where you lose it, what time within the you know within your phase of play, and um, I thought we, we I thought we were defensively solid. Otherwise, I thought Van Dyke covered Matip really well. I thought Matip, and I think this is a brilliant time to talk about the goal, Kev, because um, <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you saw because I'll leave the Matip bit to you, but I don't don't know if you saw the Thiago stuff that he he did the hidden pass to um, the disguised pass to Matip because everyone expected to go to Van Dyke. And then Van Dyke yeah. gave him a good thumbs up, saying <laughs> excellent pass. And that that's just before the team goes on his run, and you're like, whoa, okay. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I you can have the you can have the rest. You can have the rest yeah. on that. I had to go back because I missed it, yeah, because he's he's so subtle sometimes, Tiago. But like, I I, to, I went back and I watched it again because everybody was talking about you know the Tiago and the build up. But um, I have to quote. Uh, you know, friend of Anfield Index, Scott Chandler, he says uh, those Matip runs are, it's like one of the pure joys in life. It just <laughs> looks so unnatural, um, <laughs> but he does it every time. And I love seeing it because he just, yeah, there's uh you can make a meme out of it every time. But um, yeah, one it was excellent. Mo, though. What did you say? He did a nice one-two first with Mo. Yeah, then, excellent. Then... Yeah, it's it's just it's also something you don't expect. It's just like our center backs into the midfield, the midfield back out to the center backs, center backs out wide, back to the center backs. It just and the position they are in the pitch it makes no sense. If you told somebody, if you told somebody the story, they'd be like, "Why were they? Why were they up there?" Um, but yeah, no, it was excellent goal, well deserved. Um, you know, and it was uh, at first he he the angle of the. Um, the camera that I had, I was like, he's off. And I was very disappointed. But then when they backed it off a little bit, I was like, oh, no, wait. He's, oh, he's well on. And Cam. It just looked like his leg was sticking out. Yeah. And Cam, the, um, the, whole, the whole goal, though, the whole thing of it is that Thiago's pass just cuts the whole Leeds team up because obviously that's where Matip had the space. And thankfully, Matip's one of those players who just said, fuck this, I'm running for it. <laughs> I'm I'm going for it. <laughs> it just opened up for a minute. It opened up quite rightly, as you said, because of the Thiago pass. And that is what a world-class player will bring to your team. He sees that space before anybody else has seen it. He already knows that. Sp- literally, he already knows that space is there. And he's he's exploited that space. And, he's, and that's what's enabled Matip to do his uh, giraffe impersonation, galloping forward. <laughs> Lovely one-two. With Mo, like you said, laid it nicely out to the right for for Trent. Didn't have to break break stride. First time pass into the box, and it's just as well Mo stuck a leg out and put it in because if it had gone to Mane, Mane would have been offside. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was 
that's what made that goal that little bit bit sweeter. So um, it was just yeah. a, a, a wonderful again. A, Another wonderful team goal by Liverpool this season. That's I love the reactions. And when Matip played it through to uh, Trent, Mo Salah was screaming at him because he was yeah, like, "Why did you play me through?" And then <laughs> That's when he exactly scored, what Adam the... just said in the chat. Oh right, okay, missed yeah. that. And then when he went to, um, then he went and th- thanked him afterwards. It was yeah. brilliant. <laughs> but um, I mean, I I thought all of that was lovely, and that's the type of thing we want to see from our. Um, from our centre backs, especially when when those type of things happen, they get overloaded on that side. And I'm sure the manager they would have worked on things like this. And it, and when that comes to fruition, yeah. the coaching probably staff love it. Um, I think the other part of this first half, Cam, sticking with you, was Fabinho, and he got a yellow early on. But I thought yeah. his reading of the game in that first half, he broke up so much of Leeds play and intercepted the ball so well at times. He did uh, again. Uh, one of our other world class players uh, doing what a world class player does: play like a world class player. He, he was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Stating all the obvious here, aren't I? Uh, Captain Obvious, you can call me. Today. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's new for you. <laughs> so um, no, um, it it was a it was one of those yellow cards that I think he only got because. Um, one of the Leeds players had been booked earlier. And you know what referees are like. They sort of feel they have to balance things out, especially when it's against an an away team. It it wasn't a yellow for me. It was, yeah, it was a clumsy challenge, but it wasn't worthy of a yellow, in my opinion. Um, And I, I was sort of a little bit on edge every time he was going in for a challenge because I just felt he's going to get one wrong. And it happened in the second half. He got one wrong and I thought, crikey, if he's given the first one as a yellow, you quite quite easily give that as a yellow now. And thankfully he didn't, the referee. So um, Yeah, it's probably because he was harsh in the first and, you know, yeah. didn't want to give the second. Because that would have happened to Cooper as well. Cooper got a, um, you know, a yellow in the first and then he did a pretty much similar foul to Jotra outside the... Um, the 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 box and he didn't give him anything and it could have been two two yellows really early on in the in, in the game in half I think the referee was a bit yeah. shit to be honest um I mean Kev Jota, I wanted to talk to you about Jota because I've got some views on him I want to hear what you both thought of him in the game before I speak about him I love him by the way but yeah your thoughts on on Jota's performance it's funny now that you just said his name I went oh yeah like <laughs> I honestly forgot he was playing um. I think my focus was mostly watching Mo destroy a team and, and, you know, the midfield and then being frustrated with the Mane. I actually sort of forgot about Jota, which is fine, I guess. I mean, it's not like he did anything too wrong. Uh, You know, maybe the Mane pass, if there wasn't a touch, was a bit too behind him and and whatever. But yeah, I actually don't know what to say about him because I didn't didn't think he was... um, as blatantly obvious to me as, as some of the other players today. Maybe he just got kind of got just part of the machine rather than, you know, the standout mm. player that he is sometimes. See, because um, I would say Mane had a better game than him coming. And you know what? People will people will go, what? But he did way more in the game. I just felt Jota was way off. There was more than just, you know, his, his link-up play today with the team was where his passing was way off. There was just something about him. Maybe he was tired from the travel but i don't know i just thought you know and i love 
Diogo, man. Fucking hell, Diogo, man. He's awesome. But just today, yeah. I thought, you know, Cam, I just didn't think he was as good today. I thought he was our poorest player. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, as it is, he was our poorest player today. He's a, he, his decision-making, um, when there were players in better positions and to lay it off, he, he got it wrong he, uh, on numerous occasions. Um, his link-up play, there wasn't really any fluidity with him there. We, we mentioned in the first half how brilliant our two wide players were, but we didn't say Jota in that conversation because he, no. he, he, he wasn't a part of it. He, he just went missing. Um, and that was, he was like that when he came on against Chelsea as well, when he replaced Bobby. Um, he, he, he didn't contribute in that game either. And it's strange because he started the first two games reason, not reasonably well, but he was more of a the poacher type. He was in that box. He was a Robbie Fowler type um, with the two goals he scored. And then he suddenly just stopped doing that. And it's something's not quite right with him. It's going to be interesting to see if he plays um, him on Wednesday night, you know, or whether he gives him a rest. And, and say things for Palace and does something different. And now that Taki's injured as well, that's not really helpful for us, is it? We've, no. we've lost Taki and Elliot, you know, in um, in the space of a couple of uh, days. And now also, um, Divock doesn't look like he's going to get any kind of a look in at the moment because of obviously how he's. Well, I don't know. Klopp just doesn't put him in his twenty-man squad. It'll be speculating anything. What I, if I think what I know what Klopp's thinking at that point, but that doesn't sound very good, you know. So. All of a sudden, there is um, a little bit of a lack of options there. Hopefully, well, Bobby... an opportunity for Oxner. Yeah, Oxner's absolutely. Been played in pre-season, uh, he was played as the number nine, wasn't he? Um, so it's up to Oxner to stake a claim. He's got two, three days of uh, training to show Klopp, I'm the man. Put me in. I'll show you what I can do against AC Milan on Wednesday night. It will be interesting to see what happens. Okay, so, um, you know, once all that was going on, uh, we had um, a whole load of other chances being missed in that first half. There was, you know, Leeds didn't really, I don't think Leeds really created much. I think their XG was 0.14 with someone and ours was 1.97. So really a 2-0 would have been fair at half time. We come second half, then we pretty much score straight away, Kev. Again, uh, this one, this one was scrappy, though, wasn't it? This one was scrappy. Yeah, it's it's scrappy, but it's you know, I guess those it's causing chaos in the box kind of thing. Um, yeah, VVD well, gets a header. He should have scored first after the VVD, by the way. Yeah, he should have. You oh. wide open. You would you would put money on that one. But uh, yeah, he looked uh, couldn't get good connection. I guess I don't know, but I'm sure he won't make that mistake again. Um, but yeah, there's just. Chaos in the box a bit. Fab is lively, and, and, and there we go. And I'm always happy when Fab scores. He's he's fun. Um, he's not much of a massive celebrator, which I, I also enjoy. He likes the just the yeah, the yeah yell, and that's kind of it. Um, but yeah, and we were we definitely deserved it, as you said. It should have been you know two nil at half. It was fine. Um, and I think after that, it kind of. Um, we started to create a bit more. We knew leads would have to come, you know, come at us a bit more. And Biel's is kind of nuts anyway, so there was going to be opening gaps and that and that sort of thing. But yeah, it was. It's a good. Uh, you got to be lively when you have the mess in the box and the uh, Fab's spindly legs that he usually uses for stealing balls, but one in the back of the net finally. So it was fun. 
Yeah, and Cam, this is one of the things I think fans have been calling out is more goals from other other players in the team rather than the front three, you yeah. know, and that's that's always positive, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Um, he shinned it, and um, but he shinned it really well. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he shinned it because he made the defender, whoever it was. Yeah, <laughs> but, he, but he shinned it so well, it was like um, spreading a, a piece of bread through the eye of a needle, you know. It, it just went whoosh through that gap, you know, like an arrow, and um, it was it was good. But um, a question I got for you: what, um, they they were checking for offside. Is that because when the keepers advanced, there's got to be two players behind him or something? Yeah, yeah. I think they I think were checking so. to see if Mane was in, interfering. Right? Was that that one? No, no. They said they were checking for offside. Yeah, it was offside. Yeah, they they basically they if you notice they checked offside for both goals. It was like they were desperate today to really you know disallow. <laughs> One well, of the first goals. one you could understand why they were checking for offside. So I'm assuming the second one because I'm sure there's a rule that says if the keeper is advanced, there's got to be two yeah. players behind him or something. Yeah, so they did it for Moses. I don't know who was the second player behind the keeper. Because I saw one in line with the keeper. I'm not so sure he was be behind the keeper. No, there was two there. There was definitely two behind him. No, no, there was yeah. one on the line, and then there was Mane, and then there was one to the right in line with the keeper. I'm not sure. It's about That's when what the shot. It's about when... Yeah, yeah, when the shot was taken. I think you just sort of step back slightly, and that might have been what saved Mane, because it was then Mane who would have been offside, because he was behind the keeper. Well, they would have cancelled, they would have disallowed it if it wasn't, so it was... Yeah, yeah, um, sure, yeah, no, I was just just wondering if either of you knew what the exact ruling was on that, because... Yeah, um, it's something to do with two, one, I think it's one player, not not two, I think it's got to be one player, and... If he's level, which he probably was with the keeper and the defender, right? But it'd be right. interesting to see when we watch it back. But anyway, um, yeah, it, Nigel asks a good question here. Nigel, do we have an issue with breaking teams down when they're at ten men? We seem to struggle at killing up. Um, I think we had so many chances at ten men as well, Nigel. Uh, I think you can probably put it on Mane's feet today that he just had an off day where he didn't square them to Mo and he didn't score any of his one on ones. The XG in this game was, I think, 4.23 on InfoGoal. And what was the other one you said? Or 4.9 something? We have 4.8 on 538. Yeah, 4.8 and then 3.97 on FootMob. So at the end of the day, you're talking pretty much the same XG or even more in the second half than the first. So that's a lot of chances. And those came predominantly even afterwards. So we did go in. We did. There you go from Lubo. A nice shot there. So there was plenty of chances there. Straight after, after um, uh, what's his name's gone off, Harvey. Um, it's a bit flat for a long while, as you can see, because we were recovering from it. You know, the players, the staff, everybody was really shaken up. But then you can see, look, it's a sharp incline, and you have to be in Discord to to see this. So this is why I say come to Discord, folks. But you can see there, right, plenty of plenty of XG there. Um, you know, straight after. Straight after one and a half, even so, that's still a lot towards the end. And first, second half, you're talking 2.4, that's a lot. So, even at 10 men, we, we did create enough to score, and we did in the end. So, I'm not too worried, Nigel, about that. I think there is a uh, you know, something that we've had problem with historically. But when you've got players like you know, Tiago, and then when Nabi came on, he looked he looked really good when there's so much space. He was just running at them and doing stepovers. It was just nice to see. It's nice to. It's just you just wish that teams would want to play against us, you know, because they just shut up shop and make it hard. But when they want to play, you can see the like players. Chelsea just... last week, you mean? 
Yeah, they just shut up as well two weeks ago. They shut yeah. up as well. They shut up shop as well because that's they know that's the best way to hit us on the break, try and get us. And you know, if we lose the ball anywhere, that's the thing. Um, they, they'll and try Chelsea and way better drilled sort of defensively than oh Leeds. my god, Leeds so play good. so much more open. Yeah. So like it was. I mean, we probably should have scored against Chelsea as well, but the, you know, like we should have right. first half. We should have much better after, but we did have a poor second half against Chelsea, yeah. didn't we? But the thing with Chelsea was if you watched them against Villa. The scoreline definitely, you know, was was flattering to them because Villa missed so many yeah, good chances against them yesterday. They and also dominated actually for large parts of the game against them, which was interesting. So mm-hmm. it was, um, it was, you know, I think people will see what everybody else is doing. Then the Ronaldo scored two goals. You know, I mean, both goals shouldn't have been goals. The keeper was <laughs> so you know things could be different. There's a lot of hype the, and things. Like the the ten-man question was just hangover from Chelsea, though, you know? So we had to play ten men, you know, yeah. twice. And against Chelsea, it was difficult. And today, we were already in the driver's seat. And then it was just kind Chelsea, of... though, you can't, com- you can't compare, can you? Yeah. Again, ten no. men, they don't, they don't play like Leeds. Leeds are no, no, no. so open. And so, yes, Nigel's got a point then against teams that are going um, so, to... But you've got to credit them as well. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you, you have to break them down. If they're if yeah, if they're so well drilled, it's hard sometimes. It's just the way it is. I think. I think let's let's see when we play against the teams that aren't as good, and then you go like Leeds. You you'll end up you'll end up scoring and creating chances against them, and we did. I mean, Leeds like, are very open defensively. Yeah. They're, 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 they're shockingly bad. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Biel's is just a madman. I love the guy. He's just insane. So Ramiz has put something in for Diego Jota here. 87.5% uh, passing accuracy, 100% dribble success. I don't know how many dribbles, though. Uh, four out of seven grand jewels won, three shots attempted, six chances created, two wow. big chances created. created big chances. So there you go. Um, was a oh, playmaker yeah. today, and we didn't even notice it. I didn't see it. Honestly, I so that's my bad. But I, I'll be, other, I'll be, I mean, Mane's miss. Game. What's the other big chance, I wonder? The, yeah, I'm sure the UP guys will will, will go through those. Yeah, we'll uh, so that. yes, if you do, uh, if you are an AI Pro subscriber, you'll know. But if you're not, you should join AI Pro Amfordinglist.com forward slash AI Pro uh, forward slash Pro Amfordinglist.com forward slash Pro uh, one week free trial. And whilst we're there, we're gonna have a quick break, and we're back very very soon. Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists. We'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now. Okay, thank you for waiting for us and back from the break um in the second half then is there anything else guys that we want to talk about i think we should talk about the fabinho and uh fab run that they're on at the moment i think it's uh beasley has um 
tweeted about it. I'm just going to try and find his tweet. It's here somewhere. It was one of the earlier ones. Uh, so now, uh, Fab goal, Thiago assists. They move on to 1-9, drawn 1, lost none. Goals 4-24 against 5 when starting together in midfield. I have been saying it for a long, long time. It's nice to see someone come up with the numbers, but these two are the key this season to starting together for the big games. They need to start the games we think we're going to have a tough time in. Um, let's go Kev first. Yeah, no, totally agree. I was saying in the Discord chat during the match, which is a fun one, again, join Discord, um, but uh, that these two, their spatial awareness is insane. Um, and I think, obviously, they're very skilled with the ball and they're good passers and Fab could shut down probably any player on the planet, but um, they just know exactly where everything is going on in the pitch defensively and offensively. And I think even Thiago is slightly underrated defensively. He just seems to be um, in the right place at the right time, same as Fab. I mean, that's sort of Fab's job, but um, and these guys just know where everybody is on the pitch at any moment, and their head is constantly on a swivel. Um, and yeah, just their their spatial awareness is incredible. I haven't seen I haven't seen many better. Um, you know, Busquets at his prime kind of thing, like that sort of. Um, total awareness of all that's going around you and you can you know break up plays when you have to and start plays when you have to and calm the play down when you have to and i just think um i think gags you were saying the difference um genie who i love but the difference between genie and tiago is that tiago is always forward there's always a pass mm -hmm. to make always. and he'll make it before anybody else sees it um and that's just yeah, the difference they're, they're what genie incredible. brought we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't belittle what Ginny. I'm not comparing them. Yeah, yeah. As I think I think what what it just does for the team is what you just said. It makes us into a forward thinking team first and foremost immediately. And I think that's what Harvey does as well. Harvey finds himself in those positions to be able to pass to. Whereas I don't think Ginny was doing that. So wherever Ginny would play left or right, normally it would be left anyway. But do you get what I mean? There's a there's a sort of difference between those types of players and what they're looking to do. And I think that's why Harvey was playing as well, because he brings that to the team. And I don't think someone like Ox brings that anymore. And that's kind of damning on Ox when a kid's starting before you like that, you know? Um, so it's interesting. I think that used to be Ox's game too. We, we had him to for the to legs and the constant pressure and the constant running forward and always forward thinking. And he's kind of, you know, taking the back seat now, um, post injuries and all that, but still, you know, there's a, there's basically an 18 year old was easily getting minutes over you and it wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, I know that the, the midfield today was great, you know, door before the injury and after the injury. Uh, and I think that, as you said, Fab and, and Tiago are the key to that. It's them two plus one more. Mm. On our uh, on our toughest matches for sure. Um, some Tiago love here um, as well from Ramiz who shared some stats. Uh, Cam seventy four touches, fifty five passes, ninety point two percent. One clearance, two interceptions, four out of four tackles. One I hate tackles stats. Unfortunately, they're a pile of shit. Four out of four long balls, six out of six ground duels. One hundred percent aerial duels. One hundred percent dribble success. One assist, which is probably a big chance as well. And let's talk about that goal for Mane at the same time. Hendo with a lovely pass over to him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it was a great pass from Hendo. Um, um, <laughs> I say it was a great pass. I I thought he was looking for. Um, it was Mane who was just inside it, 
I, well, this is it. We, we're never going to know, are we? Because no, of we what actually happened, you know, because because Tiago was there, it it turns into a great pass to Tiago. So let's give it for what it is. It was a great pass to for Tiago, and um, Mane had to finish one eventually, didn't he? I mean, he had so many shots today, um, and it that was almost it almost felt like the first one he got on target. <laughs> it was just uh, just one of those games where he just didn't seem to trouble the keeper at all. So um, finally, a good finish though, and a lovely, lovely. It was a lovely turn. It yeah. was a lovely turn. So um, you know, wonderful, wonderful finish into the bottom corner, um, and he deserved his goal. Um, but Thiago and Fabinho, um, Kev summed it all, all up wonderfully in his uh, in his comments there, and that uh, they, they are just a joy they work so well together and when you've got two players who work really really well you could almost think right okay that's that's our rock there we can now then think about okay we're going to start those to the majority of the games we can start tinkering around with the system with the four around them then you don't have to go four three three you can go four two three one um as some people seem to think this is what the system that Klopp wants to play the majority of the time, even though he's not really played it that often in the five years he's been here because he hasn't really had the personnel. Maybe he ha- he now has the personnel to do that. Or he can go 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Uh, he, or he can, he can go 4-4-2 four, four, even because you've got, you've got a, a, a wonderful spine going through the team now. You don't have to move Thiago specifically out to the left just to play a full free free we can we've got options now there in midfield we've got options to change formation and that can only be good for the team going forward because other teams ain't gonna know what the fuck's gonna hit them <laughs> yeah i'm so excited maybe a bit of revisionism with that if that felt like a very sadio mane goal the swivel and and fire as soon as it gets out of his feet. Um, so I'm happy for him um, that he finally got one. And then hopefully a ton more come after this. Sadio, come on. We need you to stop being space jammed. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. But like I said, um, going to the, the, the midfield, uh, Tiago and Fab were brilliant. Uh, Elliot was really good. Hendo came on, I thought was excellent in terms of breaking the game up. And then, he also made some brilliant passing. It was against 10 men, so it was a little bit easier. But when there's space, Hendo was able to find all those excellent passes around the pitch. And I really enjoyed watching that side. So more of that, please, Hendo. Fantastic. Um, Trent. Trent, then, he's got an assist in this game as well. And um, go through the stats here again. 70 touches, one clearance, two interceptions, four long balls completed, three out of three aerial duels. One three shots attempted, five chances created, one big chance created, one assist. Sensational. Uh, exactly. Best, yeah. best right back in the world. I, I mean, people were frustrated with a little bit with his set play. Yeah, I think he, we were all saying he's kind of do. Well, first of all, his corners aren't as dead on as I've seen them before. Um, and it may just be the formations are running and things like that. But um, set play stuff, he's kind of do a free kick just to you know like to set him off a little bit but um as far as his sort of game and open play he's been excellent absolutely excellent um yeah and he's just i just keep forgetting how young he is still it's amazing this kid um 
But yeah, I mean, there's not much to really to nitpick at, at all today, really. Um, a little bit on Jota earlier, but everybody was great, and, and Trent was great as well. Yeah, we got to put in our, the numbers really shamed us on Jota as well, so that was interesting. Um, Cam, your thoughts on, on Trent? I say he's a world-class player. <laughs> Again! <laughs> is that all you're going to talk about easier to today? say who, who isn't a world-class player, Cam. Well, I, 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 I said it a couple of times. Oh, he said Mane was great, but not world-class. Yeah, yeah, I said he was a, an excellent player. I wouldn't say he's world-class. <laughs> Um, Mane was world class in the last few years, but he was, he was, yeah. but he's, he's, he, everybody knows he's, he's not that player he was a couple of seasons ago. Um, Is that true? Adam put uh, Leeds fans were chanting, "You're just a shit Kyle Walker" at Trent. Is that true? That's pretty. Well, funny. well, I'm happy to have a shit Kyle Walker then, because <laughs> Kyle Walker is world class. So um, he he's uh, best Premier League right back without a shadow of a doubt for me. Um, possibly the best right back in the world. Um, I'm sure that's what Klopp said. That's what Klopp called him. He called him the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're biased. Obviously, Klopp's biased as well. So, uh, um, there'll be other players. I mean, I I don't know every right back in the world to say he he is or he isn't. Um, I don't have that knowledge, unfortunately. I can only go by what I see in the Premier League. And for me, he's the best right back in the world. He, he, he's, he, has since he's recovered from his COVID, he's just gone back to being the player he was before that COVID, and he's a phenomenal player. He's he's so good at right back. He can he's our he is our playmaker. You don't need to move him from move him from there because he he's fantastic there. He does everything you need. He does everything you want him to do and more. He, that might not work in midfield for him, like, you know, some people seem to say they want him in midfield or whatever and this, that and the other. It, he works where he is. It works. Why change something that's not broken? Teams haven't figured out how to stop Trent yet. It's been two and a half seasons, three seasons, whatever it's been. He's changed, though, this year, Cam. We have to understand. We have to. He's, we have to... he's moved slightly inside. Inside, yes. Yeah. I was going to say that. He doesn't go as as wide as much as what he's um, That's why the argument from Klopp is brilliant. Where Why would you move into midfield? He's already playing there for us when he's we got the ball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's already doing that. He's, he's only right back when we've, when we've not got the ball. <laughs> After that, he's literally got the of of that pitch you know i mean it, it's phenomenal phenomenal it, it's, for me. just, it's just intelligent football that's all yeah. it comes down to total intelligence of um and it's something Kev touched on earlier about tiago spatial awareness trent has that as well in the way he's positioning himself where he's receiving the ball when he's receiving the ball whether to be like you say now this season he's playing more inside but look at the goal, the first goal. He was out wide. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's added more to his game this season in four games at right back. Just phenomenal. Mm. Something really interesting. Uh, that was the first uh, Trent assist. Again, so it was Bees again on Twitter. Um, but first Trent assist for Mo since 2019, I think he said something like that. I'm trying to have a look for it. The actual mm. tweet again. But wow. that is... That is pretty freaky, right? Like, we haven't seen that for a while, these two link up. There's loads of passing between them, but 
it's been difficult, but we probably need a team that just lets us <laughs> keeps it open, <laughs> opens the game up for us. But yeah, it's been that long. It normally bypasses him and finds someone else at the far post. Normally, his passes, but they're, they're two so close. They they were playing so close together before that. You know, May two thousand nineteen. Those movement was making the option for the assist. You know, putting the ball into the box for Mo because it was drawing defenders out. Hence why. You know, Mo was never there to be on the end of it. And because of a giraffe run today, um, that allowed <laughs> Mo to go inside. Yeah, beautiful. That's true. Yeah, yeah superb. I mean, that is, that, that, that's one of the, the crazy ones when you come out with it. I think I tweeted something a few weeks ago about um, us being up on points uh, to last year. I think uh, we lost. I swapped Norwich for Fulham. So I think we drew to Fulham and we gained two points by beating Norwich. So that's two there. We beat Burnley, who we lost to at home. So we gained three there and we gained one point against Chelsea because we lost to them home. So that was one. That's six. And then now today, we've gained two more points because we drew to Leeds away. So we're now eight points up on last season's total so far for the same games. So that... Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty damn good going so far for like for like uh, eight points up on last season and it's going in the right direction when you when you think about things like that. I know everybody's really down at the moment because all the other clubs have bought well, done well. If you focus on what we've done so far, it's very early and we're losing players to injury, so it is worrying. I understand, but um, yeah, eight points up so far on last season. Cam, that's not bad, is it? Great, isn't I'm it? Happy with that. Yeah, in four games, eight points up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damning on last season, but still. Oh, well, yeah, we understand why it's damning on last season, but still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so Nigel asking um, us guys, with Elliot now out for an extended time, would it be an idea to have Firmino in midfield with Mane, Jota, Salah up front? Your thoughts on that, guys, once Firmino's fit? Um, I've always said Firmino in midfield, but uh, as a 10, um, but... I think with those three and Firmino, it's either Jota or Firmino, and we because we lost Taki, it's kind of that's playing with fire. I think if they're all on the pitch together, um, you know, I don't want to get an injury or, or a fatigued player where we don't need it. But I mean, I could see it. He's probably got the skill to to play in midfield. But um, I think that's the right. And I've been calling for it for a couple of years. But yeah, there's a. There's a minutes issue there, I think. Mm, I think there's a worry, Cam, and I don't know whether you agree, is that if we play your four options that are going to be up top, you're kind of risking it a bit too much. Yeah, you probably are. You've got you've got to rotate the four. Obviously, Firmino's not fit, so we don't know how long Firmino's out for. Um, you could see it possibly in a 4-2-3-1 with uh, Bobby in the middle of the three, with Jota up top and Mo and Mane, obviously, as the wide players in the three. That's a possibility of playing Firmino closer to the midfield because he it's as we've always said Bobby comes looking for the ball anyway he drops into midfield he wants that ball he wants to create he's he wants to be the link-up player between the midfield and attack so he tends to do that anyway when he's playing he's not your number nine we all know he's not going to get you 20 goals in a season he's the guy who creates the, the movement who has the movement to create the space for the others to exploit. So I think in midfield, as as big a loss as Harvey is, you've got you've got to think we've got 
players who can come in. You've got you've got Hendo, you've got Naby, you've got Curtis Jones who will now get more minutes again because obviously he hasn't featured yet this season and we all know how good he is. Um, who else have we got in there? Steve uh, P just said, uh, sad but true, Harvey injury gives Curtis a chance to get more games yeah. or even yeah. Gordon to get some minutes if we have to. Um, um, I, I doubt we'll see Gordon. Um, he's, he's, he's just got into the under 23s, hasn't he? And he's a really, he's he's really an under. He was brilliant player. though. He was he did look really really frightening. Like for example, for a kid to get in the right positions, Jesus. Yeah. But it's Mo's spot in it. He plays in Mo's position, I think. Yeah, and well, is he? No chance. Gonna, he's not. He's not. We won't see him in the league. I don't think. No. Maybe in a cup. We'll see him in the league cup against Norwich, possibly. Mm. Um, if we see him in the league cup against Norwich, that will be a sign that he has been considered for the first mm. team. So but Curtis is the discussion for sure. Yes, and I'd love to see that too. I think Elliot went above him for sure, but now Curtis is going to end up getting minutes because of the the Elliot injury. I think, and that's and we need to use him. To be honest, we have to. We we we've had to. Um, we 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 have to use the players we have. We have to, and I know it's the other side, but it means Hendo now gets that right sided position, makes it his own. And maybe swap with Thiago a little bit, and then you have Naby left. It's just gonna, it's gonna have to be the case. I think Curtis has to play when, you know, Fab and Hendo are playing. Maybe just so there is that protection and there is that experience next to him. And maybe you play, you know, Fab, Fab, Naby, and Thiago in in some big games, which would be very sexy indeed. I think. Yeah, love to see um, that one. That would. Uh, but there's two midfields there. It's all about whether we have that. Somebody for um, for Fab now, really at the six, which is which is the thing. So maybe Ox is going to have Hendo, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to have uh, Ox is going to have to play when Hendo goes six, maybe or something, yeah. or something like that when Hendo needs a rest. It, but my key point has been since the start of the season, since we so not the start of the season, since we didn't buy anybody in, in the transfer window, and I don't, I want to hear whether you guys agree with it or not. Is that it's now on Klopp? This season is really on Klopp, so people talking about death charts and stuff in the chat and all that, but he has he has the players, he does, in terms of midfield and defence, and I know up top we feel that we're a little bit short, and I agree, but in terms of midfield and defence, where last year's problems were, he has plenty of players now in terms of centre-backs where the issues were, and central midfield, where he can rotate nicely. And it's got to be no mistakes from Klopp more than anything now, I think, because of what we've done in the window. I don't know whether, Cam, you know, you agree with that. He's got to not do favouritism. He's got to choose rotation ahead of that and make sure everyone gets minutes and make sure everyone's playing weekly so that if we do have injuries, players are fit and ready and already integrated into the squad and, and into the team. And that has to happen no matter what. He didn't show favoritism today when he dropped. No, no, he, absolutely Hendo, not. When he dropped well, Hendo. So far, so good. You know, yeah. and, you know, so, you're, um, you're at the top of the league with everybody else yeah. who's got 10 points where people were worried. Pressure game for us. And yes. we were brilliant today. No mistakes no at mistakes all today. So um, Maybe subs were a bit late. Maybe. But I, well, I don't think, I, I feel, well, you can say the Harvey sub was two minutes too late, wasn't it? Um, in that, you know, what happened because he was about to come off apparently and um so that that was really unfortunate in that respect so Klopp's never been great at substitutions I honestly felt 
um, there was a point where he should have looked to take him fab off because I, th- I honestly felt Pawson was looking to give him an- another yellow card. And I, you could have just quite easily at 2-0 shuffled a Hendo back into the six and brought Naby on to complement uh, Thiago in the midfield. It would have been fine against 10, you know, against 10 men. So Klopp has never been... He's always generally very, very slow with the subs. Um, you, you could have easily got 20 minutes out of Naby today. Easily 20, 25 minutes. So, um, you know, but, but they don't like to make third substitution too early in case there is an injury they need to account for. So that's the counter argument there, I guess. He's got to, he's really got to use his squad wisely this season. He's got to rotate. You never know. He might even go three at the back because we've got four great centre backs. Push to uh, make it a three, four, three, even. Who knows? Um, he has played three at the back before. Yeah, and if he's short up top, three, five, two, so he only needs to play four yeah. and has, sorry, he needs to play two up front and has the one, one in reserve always, you know? Yeah. So he's, he's got to, he's got to be thinking outside the box again. So formations are going to be key. Rotation is, is going to be key. He, he doesn't, he's never liked a big squad. We know that. He's never had a big squad. He doesn't want a big squad. Big squad causes problems in its own way. There's other, there's other challenges with big squads, especially for a, a manager who doesn't generally like to rotate as much as no, what we doesn't. think. He, but he the problem is, the when you, ball, he doesn't rotate the top three. No, he doesn't. He but the, the midfield, doesn't but he? he has to this time because they to, were yeah. so injured. They were so injured last year. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But, but last year was was a bit freakish. Of course, year. it was. Yeah, it's the freakish. It's it's one of the top ten, I think, freakish seasons in Premier League history, which is or top flight history in England, which is crazy in terms of injuries for one team. No, so no. you know, I know we all go on about it, but obviously we have to um, we have to listen to that. Um, Vinido says Indy saying so that's Indy Kaler, God bless him, saying that he's out for two three months. I don't think Indy will know so short so so soon. Vinido, uh, unfortunately, I think that's gonna it's gonna take a, a day or so to to he's gonna have to have surgery yet and stuff like that. If there is if it is required, I think Simon Brundish was saying privately to us it might be. But again, it's all speculation because no one knows anything yet. No, you know, no, apart from until, the physios. Until news come back from the hospital. Absolutely. Uh, so what the extent of the the, the actual injury is. So, so people I mean, are just guessing at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It, does, it doesn't help anybody, does it? I mean, no, it doesn't. It, I mean, we all want to know, obviously, but we'll know. Yeah, and, and to be we'll honest, I feel like we'll find out uh, on AI if we do. We, we've got some yeah. people that uh, some knowledge. So it'll take time. It'll take time to find out. It'll be midweek, I reckon. But there you go, Dave's just summed it up nicely. Yeah, Dave Hendricks just coming to the chat. Yeah. Nobody has any idea how long it'll be out. He won't have a scan until the swelling goes down, so they won't know the extent of the ligament damage. Uh, he has yeah. a typo there. This is unlike Dave. But, Indeed, uh, <laughs> And also, uh, if you want to listen to Dave's thoughts on this, you can sign up to AI Pro and go and listen to Post-Match Raw com forward slash pro and uh, yeah, seven day trial <laughs> as well. Good way of getting in another plug. Um, apart from that, then, guys, um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I think it's um, it's a very positive result, but obviously feel down and feel a bit low because of the injury. But but Kev, it's it's a good start to the season. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel yeah. Let's put Harvey aside for a sec. I, I've been, I feel 
really good so far about the season. Um, I know everybody was kind of down or, you know, most were kind of down after the, the close of the transfer window. Um, my only qualms with it was I'm fine with the team now. It's, you know, I, I want to see the plan for the future. So I'm happy uh, with this season. Um, but as you said, it's it's up to Klopp. I think Klopp needs to be very close to perfect. I'm not, we have a team that could win the league this year. I, I have no doubt. Um, but he has to be put close to perfect. And I think even as a, you know, 50 plus year old man, he's shown in the past that he can learn. And if I see Curtis play in the next couple of weeks, I know that he has and um, that he will be rotating midfield and, and we'll be on our way. So yeah, a great, great day. Otherwise, you know, uh, other than Harvey and I hope he has a speedy recovery and we're on our way kids. Absolutely. Nicely put. Cam, anything from yourself before we go? Anything we've missed? No, I think we've uh, pretty much uh, covered everything. Um, I, I was surprised by the, the Jota numbers. Absolutely. Um, but, but the eye test told me differently. Yeah. So it shows you've got, you've got to have a balance between the two. Um, a fantastic result, uh, ultimately, uh, the 3-0 win. Um, it especially like uh, I think you mentioned earlier, and I think somebody mentioned it in the chat earlier as well, uh, coming on the back of the the teams around us all winning yesterday. Um, there was times previously in the past where we haven't taken, you know, we haven't uh, produced when we've needed to in these pressure situations. And there's been occasions in the past where we haven't taken advantage when we've had to. Um, it's nice to see that it, it, they played... The way they played today, they played with a sense of freedom and purpose, and uh, they didn't look pressured at all. They didn't it didn't look they didn't play as if they were trying to chase a result. They let the result come to them because they knew they had the quality and they knew they were so much better than this Leeds team. And ultimately, that that did show on the pitch. So um, I think it's a, a great sign for us going forward. Um, Try and take as many positives at the game as as we can. Um, I'm sure that's what um, Klopp and Klopp and the team will be doing and telling all the players. And um, you know, all, all the best to young Harvey Elliott. Uh, I will be having a word with uh, a lass I know who's a, a friend of his sister's, and uh, I'll try and get a little personal message across for his sister. Oh my days! Someone just posted. My son has wow. just broke his arm at a footy game this afternoon. Who comes in on the next bed to him? Harvey Elliott and his family. They and they've given him his LFC top from the oh game and his shoes as well. Or shoe. Son's now. Son's buzzing now. That is a lovely touch from from um, from Harvey Elliott. And you know what speaks? You know, you know the the big thing that people say about Harvey. Elliott? Let's end with our Harvey. Is that Harvey's a mad Liverpool fan as well? Mad Liverpool fan. Uh, mm. So is his dad, who I think is his agent. I'm not sure if he's changed that or not, but it's supposed to be his agent. And, you know, apparently both mad, mad Liverpool fans. So this is this is a dream to be here for Harvey. So when he's playing, you can tell that it means a lot. It's not just a kid that's come from down south. He supported the club all his life. He's 18 years old but and he's young, but he's... Loved the club. He supported like we have when we were kids, even if we're not from Liverpool. So to play for the club, I mean, it's just a dream. And it hurts a little bit more when you, when you talk about it, of what's happened to him. But I'm sure that he's going to come through this and really work hard 
and um, the club's going to support him like they support all the players. And you know what? There's going to be people like Joe Gomez, VVD, you know, all show, you know, talking to him, giving him that support oh. because they've just been through it just now as well, you know. Hopefully, his isn't as long as that, though. You were saying something? Mir- miracles do happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We don't know. We're going to find out midweekish. Let's see. Something will break. There'll be some kind of news. And if not, we'll, put, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it on Air Pro. We'll try and find Um. Okay, guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening in live. All of you subscribers of AI Pro who listen in live, we appreciate you. Um, some familiar faces, some faces we haven't seen before for a long time. But yes, thank you so much. Um, you know, I, AI doesn't really work if it wasn't for you guys. And obviously our excellent guests, Cam and Kev, who are also very good friends of mine, that I've spent some good times with. Thank you so much for supporting me today. Uh, who's uh, going to be back soon, I hope. But um, while she is taking some time out, I'll be here. And uh, let's see how Liverpool get on in the midweek. Uh, before we go, Cam and Kev, any thoughts on the AC Milan team that Liverpool might put out? That would be a good way to end the pod. And look, there's Adam Patricioni <laughs> with a um, right chart for you <laughs> just to help you. So, uh, Perfect. yeah. <laughs> go on, Kev, what do you reckon? Um, I think the the probably the highlighted the the bowl players in midfield it'll probably be Fab Thiago Hendo I, th- I would think I'd like to see Keita uh, play I, I don't think Thiago will Do you think Thiago you'll see no. Thiago I think so I think Naby's coming in definitely Fab Hendo Keita I could take that too um, yeah. that, it's just it, as long as everybody's in the right positions Keita's looked good when he plays Fab is immense Hendo was great today that's fine by me I don't know the story on. Bobby, do we know the story on him? Not or, yet. Or no? Not yet. It was a grade one tear, so it wasn't a big hamstring. Okay. So he should be back soon. But Cam, midfield, whilst Kev started there, it's a hot topic. Um, what do you think if it's Hendo as the six and Curtis and Naby on either side? Yeah, that's what I would have would have said actually. Or it could because it looks be like Fab was getting a bit leggy towards the end, wasn't he? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I I think possibly he could even go Hendo, Thiago, Naby. I wouldn't necessarily start Curtis straight away because Curtis hasn't played any minutes this season yet. So you could see Curtis come on for maybe Thiago later on. Well, um, because Curtis could Thiago's... get 60 though, couldn't he? And then you get Thiago yeah, on instead. You could, yeah, you could do that. I, I also think you might see Canate start in place of Matip. So you I, think I he don't... sticks with VVD? Because that's the big yeah. one for me. I I really want him to put you know, Canate and Gomez in and I haven't played together yet, but Gomez was great at yeah, left side I'd last be happy, year. I'd be, I'd be happy with that as well, because I think this is where you've got to be thinking it, it is two different competitions. We, you, AC Milan are not the AC Milan of 2005-2007. Obviously, we're not the same Liverpool. Um, they, they've, they have regressed a lot over the years. Um, they're not the force they were. So, again, this is the time to manage the minutes. Manage the minutes of your players. I mean, we don't want to be risking injuries to players when we when we have quality players who can come in and and take up some of those minutes. So um the league and, will all, and Gomez league, need to be built the up. The league right? is always a bread and butter. You're right, we can't make the subs can we? Well, are they still doing five subs in the Champions League? It depends if they're still doing five subs in the Champions League or not. I think it was to continue for another year because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. If, if that's the case, it's that's just, better it's for us. Premier League was stupid. 
Yeah, it's better for <laughs> us if that's the case. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting because obviously Robbo and Simicast, because Robbo's been flogged by Scotland again. So, you Simicast know. And... played a lot of minutes again in, in Greece as well, didn't he? he so, but he's, got, he's had a break now, hasn't he, since for a week by the time yeah. he comes to Wednesday. So Simicast would have got that rest while Robbo wouldn't. So it'll be interesting to see um, what he does. But I, I think making too many changes also hurts us. So right. it's, it's, uh, that's the worry, isn't it? We're, we're going to be with between a rock and a, and a hard place. I just don't want anyone to break down like a fab or a, you know, a VVD. I just wouldn't want the spine to go again. That's all. And that was my worry, is we, that we spine. Are, we are mentally damaged and mentally scarred because of last season. We are, man. Honestly, yeah. it's really bad. <laughs> I think you could take a chance this week. No, so but then, then it's three games in six days, dude. Yeah, Palace. You've got to rotate. You've got to rotate. You know what? what's hurt, hurting me? I want to see Naby and uh, uh, Minamino back for Palace because they were awesome. But Minamino's injured, right? I know, mm-hmm. Minamino's injured, but that's what I was... It would have been just great to have them two back because that was our best result last season, 7-0. <laughs> I guess, and then I guess it's the lads. Palace is at home. We got two home games, which is good, though, isn't it? Yes, it is good. And then three away games in a row. Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ! Yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah, absolutely. But the next two win the next two. That's what we're going to aim for to start with. But okay, thank you guys. Really appreciate it again um, for joining me. Hopefully, more positive results to come in the next um, few weeks. Uh, once again, shout out to Harvey Elliott. We hope you recover very, very soon. We love you. You'll never walk alone. And uh, to everybody listening, hope that was a nice end to your weekend with Liverpool winning. Obviously not with the news, but at least three points. And, you know, that Ronaldo stuff and the and the Chelsea stuff, it's been, it's been great in our Liverpool fans, hasn't it? So to win nicely, really well. Um, gives us a little bit of a boost and some confidence to to get back in those United faces, eh? But um, yeah, everything else. Have a lovely um, week and let's hope the Reds smash Milan. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.